can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I am Raz, and I am joined by what's left of our team, minus Albert Danforth, Seth, who, uh, unfortunately, his schedule for the next couple months is going to be hella crazy. So he sends his regards. We will play him as best as possible, and we'll throw him in front of stuff if, if we have to. I mean, that's pretty much what I think we would have to do at this point. Uh, but yes, we are all here, and I am joined by my players, so I just want to say hello to them and wish them a good evening and a happy 4th. As you're listening to this, we just celebrated the 4th of July here in the United States. So uh, first with Kayla. Kayla, how are you tonight, and how is Ella now that she is preparing? Well, she, we're actually starting tonight on the boat. So how is Ella now that she's on a boat and leaving Australia? Well, let's see. Last time she was on a boat, she got transported to a cave. Mm-hmm. Boats have small spaces. Mm-hmm. Generally, like, and after the ritual, mm-hmm. she feels like she's causing some end of the world shit. Mm-hmm. Not good, but when is she ever good? So the, there's a comedian who says, every time I go on a plane, I bring a bomb because the chances of there being one bomb is one in a million. The chances of there being two bombs is one in 60 million. So if I bring one on, (laughs) (laughs) right. So the chances of you getting dragged out from time and space into a, a cave with eels, very small, like really tiny. It doesn't have to be a cave. Not zero right now. Mel's like, but not zero. (laughs) What about a cave with um, scorpions or not a big fan cave of worms? A worm, a worm cave because of freaking Sidney Poulter. Yeah, well, Sidney's got his own shit going on. It wasn't really a worm, though. It was far worse than a worm. Far Very large. Um, and sitting next to Kayla is Faye, uh, Mel, who plays Faye Dawson. How are you tonight, Mel? Um, I'm good. Awesome. Uh, Faye, we're going to see. Yeah, we'll see. But everybody got the uh, got the job done. So if, as long as we keep an eye on Faye, I'm sure everything will be fine. We're, we're heading towards Patagonia. We... Uh, that's going to be our destination, our port of call, after uh, d- determining and deciphering some of the things that happened in the visions. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get into that as we go, and we're going to find out. We're going to do some bookkeeping night, so it's going to be fun stuff. Listeners have a chance to hear what we do behind the scenes a little bit as well, and as we give, go forward in the gaming. So uh, fun stuff. Catherine, how are you tonight? Lauren plays Catherine Ross. Uh, Catherine, Catherine, I think had the worst Australian. She wasn't even at the ritual site, so I don't want to. I mean, how's how is Catherine doing? Um, Catherine is happy to be leaving Australia. She is, and that's about the only positive emotion that she's feeling. Um, mm-hmm. She woke up on the side of a dusty hill, um, tied up, bruised, you know, battered, still very much convinced that a Shoggoth was trying to eat her and that her friends didn't come to help. All of this will come up. Yeah. She's processing. Right. And that makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to say that it doesn't. Um, it makes perfect sense. I'm completely logical about what are you talking about? No, no, I, I, I get that. Uh, the, the situation was, was pretty crappy from, from your point of view. 
Uh, but we'll find out what yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. But you rolled double zero. I mean. It... And then, yeah. And then and then you did that to me. So. Well, the I think that for how long Catherine's been good, which I know you're going to think isn't a long time. But if you think about all the shit Catherine's been to, Catherine's been good for a long time. What do, What do you mean by good? Good is a very subjective word. Well, not bad. Like as in. <laughs> There's been bad things happening to Catherine, but on the whole, I thought Catherine's handled most of it with, you know, with quiet dignity and grace. I'm just doing Young Frankenstein. I'm sorry. Um, Keeper's nose just grew like six inches like Pinocchio. (laughs) Ding, Pinocchio. And playing Jack Cavendish is Joel. Joel, how are you this evening besides the small gunshot wound that you're recovering from? Uh, I'm fine. I'm 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 spiffing. But uh, Jack, I don't know. He's got two gunshots, two two holes in him. No one. Remember? No, twice. Remember? No one, and then the one went off by his ear. She yeah. missed him on the second. Oh, I, I thought mi- I, I thought he was hit twice. No, no, no. Was a grazing, and no, one no. was like in an arm. No, one was just a boom. The well, sound so next to his ear. He's not listening. He's not hearing too well out of one ear. So he can play it off that way. Which is probably what happened about the second wound. Absolutely. Um, and he's not. I mean, he's not feeling great. He's kind right. of confused as what was going on with Catherine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really looking forward to that conversation because I can't imagine that's going to go too well. Well, we're going to have that one a little bit. Uh, so, how do you feel about? I mean, a third niece. This is exciting. Uh, I, you know, the whole situation there. Adopting a third a third child was really cool. I mean, I don't, I didn't see that coming. I'm glad you did it. Uh, thank you. I'm sure the family. Uh, what? No. Didn't take Samantha with you. <laughs> no, that's not happening at all. <laughs> I'm not letting her anywhere near Kubawazi. Isn't her father? She's got a whole continent of people to sew up first. You, you know, after the police get done digging around the ranch, they're not going to find a lot of people that... They get, most of the people that weren't there are somewhere there. Like, there. A lot of people... Yeah. There's a lot of corpses in the house. It, was a, it wasn't Where a good place to be. did the cattle go? That's what I want to know. Loose. Thank that God. way. Thank God it's just loose, not uh, mutilated. Oh, no. 35,000? That's a lot of work. <laughs> Ritually mutilated, about an hour and a half south of the ranch. <laughs> yeah, it's just aliens. Yeah, aliens. I, they, I'm sure they've pretty much emptied the region of human beings at this point. Well, Mullen Beebe has a small town of about 13. They were affected, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> right. But there's also a port not far away. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, listeners, we're going to pick up from the team. Jumping on to the HMS Charon, or Charon, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Charon. Charon, uh, spelled that way. I didn't come up with the name. I know it sounds ominous. There were three big freighters in the Australian waters in 1933, all by the same company, the Gargoyle, the Charon, and the Charon, and some other mythical creature of Greek mythology type thing. Uh, I just picked one of them. It just sounded like the coolest. There's no reason to think anything about it. You, you, you really thought that sounded cooler than Gargoyle? Gargoyle, it's a lot to say the HMS Gargoyle. I thought Carol. I was... loved Gargoyle, but let's that's go with just the Gargoyle. Me. I mean, no. it's just it's not a problem. It's I it's it's all made I up. I just hope anyway. we don't accidentally keep saying Gargamel. Gargamel? No, Gargamesh. Gargamel. Uh, he chose Caron for a reason. Because it starts with a C, and it was easier to say or shorter to say. Uh, but yes, so folks, what's happened here is. Uh, the rituals is transpired. Everything's done. The, the team was able to get themselves passage uh, onto a boat. 
Ella and Faye have been uh, able to de- decipher some of the cryptic messages more in the art now, even though the, now the ritual's done. More of it's starting to make sense. Albert's been there helping them, and they realize that the cre- the thing they saw in the insects on the final of the stones, of the choir stones, was a legendary two-headed giant creature that was said to have been last seen in, in the 1800s. Uh, by French explorers in Patagonia. So they claim that there was an ancient race of giants. The Incas believed in it. They built things for them. Uh, so giants have a big mythology in that area, of that region of the world. And why this one is known as, you know, the tongue that kissed death, you're not sure what that means. But you definitely saw this two-headed giant uh, for those that weren't down the bottom of the hill wrestling and hogtied, i.e. Jack and Catherine. So... Hogtide Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Hogtide Wrestling. So you've been on the boat now for two or three days. Uh, the captain is Linus Mitchell, first officer of the watch, Gerald, uh, Gerard Dukes. There's about 35, 40 passengers on here. Most of them speak Spanish. They're Argentinian or a few Australians that are doing business. Uh, you know, that all that whole chestnut. So you got, you got a mixed group. But, but this is not what you came in on, right? The Drina was a working boat that you secured steerage on. This is a boat that has cargo, but also has, you know, rooms for people to to move about on. This is a normal vessel. Okay, Uh, so the journey itself is six thousand four hundred and seventy five miles, nautical miles, slightly longer. And it is a good 20 days steaming on the diesel. So this is a diesel boat. Not a coal, so you don't have stokers. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And um, it's time for the characters to kind of get reacquainted with each other, find out what where they feel, do some research into things if they want about from Ella's books or talk Faye and Ella talking about it or figuring all that out, background stuff. This is a cool-down episode, so we're also going to talk about the characters and some of the experiences that they've had and roll dice and find out if they've gotten better at things. Team. So why don't we start with the, the bookkeeping first? Then we'll go into some role-playing and make any calls. There is a ship radio, a shortwave, that you can make some contact with people over the wireless, which is nice. So if, if you wanted to check on loved ones or family or people you need to get a hold of, you can. Uh, but we'll start with Catherine. Catherine, you, doing your dice rolls. Now remember, Cthulhu, you always want to roll a failure to advance a skill, right? So if you're if you're 50 or less, you go up by 10. So up to four, up to 50 is a 10. Anything 51 or higher, you go up by five. All right. So let's talk about the skills. Obviously, there's a bunch of them you probably didn't use. Um, yep. So I wrote down all the ones that I did use in preparation for the bookkeeping. Okay, great. What did and, you, So let's start rolling. What did and you I've, already, I've already made my first roll. Um, I failed a drive auto, so that increases by five, making me a 60. Okay. Let's do firearms handgun. There's a lot of that. Ooh, I am now a 75 in firearms handgun. Wow. Let's do firearm shotgun. I am still what I am. First aid. Come on, people. Wish me luck. First aid. Good, Good luck. D- damn it, I rolled a three, which in any other time on a first aid roll would be like, I'm Florence Nightingale, bitch. Epic. But... <clears throat> So sad. She just knows too much. Did you use intimidate? I thought you did. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, and I didn't succeed at it. 
You, which that's is good. No, I failed the roll. Like you, you did. I, you you made the check. I yeah. You're supposed to go above it. Yeah. So you went into your number. Okay. Good. All right. Yep. So um. Listen. It's opposite day, kids. Hmm. Listen. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to listen. Oh no. Ah, made that too. All right. It's getting to the end of the campaign. We're so buff. Mm. Please fail my medical. Yes! I'm now a 90 in medicine. Well, there you go. I am unstoppable. She could perform heart surgery on us and we'd survive. I did. In the middle of a jungle. I. Inconceivable. (laughs) Listen, I'm a bad bitch. Okay. You become a bad bitch. You started out as as a nice wounded nurse. <laughs> right. You become a maniacal a doctor. Bitch. Slightly damaged nurse. Now you're a broken bitch. Right. Um, psychology is a uh, spot hidden's my last one. Listen, I advanced my drive, my handgun, and my medicine. All right. Not and, bad. And that's not a bad housekeeping. So, uh, give me a D10 roll, please. One D10. Seven. Make that your new, add that to your luck. Oh. And actually, will... wait a minute. Okay, yep. Nope. Back at full luck because I only used six. Okay, and that's where we'll stop with you, Faye. You want to go next? Sure. Alrighty. So I was looking at all the skills, and I'm ninety percent sure I only used five of them. Okay. So. Unless anybody remembers me doing anything else. Well, let's go out. Let's go in the, let's go in the right order. Did you do archaeology? Yes. I don't think I did cuz um, all over the all over the cave painting. She that did was Cthulhu Mythos with me. But okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. She did Cthulhu I don't Mythos remember and I don't remember doing archaeology. Oh wait. Yes, I do. I did archaeology um that one artifact that Albert had, the Egyptian one That's that right. I wanted to look at. Yep. Okay. There we go. Fail. Fail big time, Faye. Fail, goddamn you. And I did. That's a 99. Okay, so your archaeology be- goes up by whatever. By five, so my archaeology is now a 75. Excellent. Let me write that down. Okay. Um, I'm not artistic. I didn't climb. Cthulhu Mythos would be the next one. Do okay. I go up in that one? Well, uh, you can, uh, by, yeah, but that one you don't want to, that one we roll a d10 because you don't want to go up by 10 in one shot. You go nuts. That There's an insanity thing that goes with that. So go ahead. I mean, just make your roll. I mean, see what you get. Like, um. Yeah, test against the skill first. Okay, that's yep. what I was like. Yep, and then we'll go from there. Which I get 26, so. So what is your current one? Uh. 10 so you go to 15 great that one only goes up by five at a time because otherwise if you go any higher than five i gotta roll all kinds of terrible things for you yeah i'm cool with that yeah i got i got too much shit going on up in the old noggin yeah yeah all right drive auto no uh faye is a shit driver so no okay um i don't remember punching anyone so fighting brawl okay um i did shoot sure so we're going to go with that. That's a 65, and I rolled a 55. God damn it. That's okay. I can still do damage with the 65. First aid and history I did not use, nor did I jump. 
I did not speak any of my languages. Library use. I did listen. Mm -hmm. Yep, listen. I think everybody had to listen in there somewhere. Which I failed that roll. That was an 80. So now my listen goes up to a 60. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. I did not use occult. I did not persuade. Psychology, no. No? I think everybody at some point made a psych roll. We were checking on people lying oh, against uh, Elroy or Edgar. Oh, yeah, Elroy. yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's a 50, and I rolled a 100. So you go up by you up to 60. Good to get that out of the way. I know, and I rolled the 99 earlier, and I'm just like, God damn. I'm uh, killing it in the best way. All right. And then my last two are spot hidden. Mm-hmm. And I use stealth as well. So I'm going to roll for both of those. Spot hidden, I don't go up. I rolled a 19. Okay. And stealth, I rolled a 32. So I also do not go up. Alrighty. Okay, so that take takes it. care of that. Good job. Uh, and then roll a d10 for luck. That is a 6. Add that back into your luck pool. And we are all set. All right. Why don't we do uh, ladies first? Ella. Would be my longsword. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you use the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my thing glitched. <sighs> 16! Okay, so the longsword doesn't get any better. I've used it multiple times and I can never lift the skill. Maybe you're just that good. Firearms, handgun... Okay, that goes up. Good job. Now I'm a 65. No, wait. I'm a 60. Uh, da, da, da. Next would be a cult. Yes, ma'am. My cult is a 55. I got a 66. You're going up by five. That's another 60. Psych. 57. So what did you go? Do you go up? Yep, by ten. I was a forty-five. I'm a fifty-five now. Great. Spot hidden. Mm-hmm. That was big with the man and with the uh, creature of the well coming. Still to the wall. not. Still not raising that up. I'm still only average. Okay. And finally, clairvoyance. Seventy-six. That goes up. Yes. I am a right. 65 in clairvoyance. That's huge. Okay. So go ahead and make a D-roll. D oh, wait. Roll actually, one. there's one other thing. Survival. I had to. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, you had, oh, you had survival several times. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and guess what? I got an eight. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do much. Nope. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. So, all right. So go ahead and roll D10 for your luck and make sure you add that to the pool. And Jack, you are up. Okay. Um, so Good yeah. job. So drive auto. I think I think I drove out and you uh, did. So, oh, it's an eighty-three. Okay. So I had a twenty-five. Uh, next thing is fighting and brawl. We got a sixty-three. My fighting and brawl is a forty-five. Goes so up to that fifty-five. Fifty-five. That's good. That is good. So I can defend myself against Catherine, which is probably going to be necessary in about five minutes. Absolutely. Um, I fired both my guns, so handguns first. Yes, daddy. I got an 87. 
I think that though that we're worried about something that really isn't there because excellent. Because let's be honest, Jack never really went berserk on Catherine for the juicing, the great juicing at the lockhouse. So no, that's true. He he talked about it, but he never really went crazy about it. He gave you some shit. He there was a talking to. There was a stern. I don't trust you right now. I'll never turn my back on you. So but there was no violence. So right? you're saying that some of Jack's oomph in hitting me was in response to the great juicing? No, I'm no. saying that. No, no, I'm saying the reverse. I'm saying that if Catherine comes out and not kicks his door in and says, don't ever put your hands on me again, fucker, with a shotgun in, in, in his face, that would be a little of an overreaction Correct. after the, ju- after the great juicing. chance. Right. There was a, th- th- this, right. Is, this is friendship. Yeah, Jack like, has a tendency to overreact because he's instinctive. So overreacting Cap- and anything Catherine that he understands. finds to be, you know, so, but, but he tends to like, I don't, I don't know that he ever uh, forgave Adam, but there wasn't an answer to, to that because you know, he ended up dying. So, right. All right. So I failed on, I didn't fail. I mean, I made the, uh, the rifles that doesn't go up. So they're almost the same. 73, 74. First aid, I did first aid. Thank you for the shot. That you did ah, self, awesome. self you self soothed. Self soothed. So that it's a forty, <laughs> so that goes up to fifty. I self soothed. Uh, intimidate. You did try that. Uh, oh, ninety eight. Wow! Thank God you're not yeah. fighting right now, you guys. Forty. That's good. Um, listen. No, that did not go up. Okay. Um, psychology. Son of a... No, that did not go up. It sucks. Uh, spot hidden. That did not go up. Stealth. That did not go up. And that's all I have. All right. Take a D10 for your luck. Plus four for luck, which is awesome because it puts me right back where I originally started at 78. Okay. Excellent. Do I get okay. back in sanity or no? No. So just chance of that listener, because if you've never played, we are an RPG. I know a lot of times we sound more like a drama, uh, but we do want to remember that there are people out there that listen to us that kind of like the fact that we are a live play. We are a dramatized live play. Is there anybody needing to reach out to anyone, do anything, talk to anybody off boat that they need the shortwave operator to go ahead and uh, make a, you know, a, a reach out, try to get, connected to someone that we could do that part now and touch base with NPCs or other people that you may want to make contact with. Um, Kat would probably want to do the once a chapter call um, her aunt and uncle. Okay. We can do that in a moment. Faye, you had somebody as well. I was just thinking, would I have any archeology span contacts in South America? Cause we did a lot of work there. Oh, I'm sh- I mean, yeah. Uh, you were in the Yucatan in Mexico. We could, I mean, this part Patagonia is, as far away as it can be from Mexico South, but that doesn't mean they couldn't try to get there in 20 days. Hello. I mean, yeah. So you can reach out. Are you looking for handlers, diggers, packmen? What are you looking for? I guess just, um, just anything that'll make our, um, trip easier because, um, how are we going to find this thing? Well, this is a Jack, Faye, Ella. This is like, so this is going to be a lot of tracking. Listeners and players as well, they remember this. Uh, certain chapters were more occult-heavy. Certain chapters were more pulp-heavy. 
this is a pulp chapter coming up, right? This is going to be much more Indiana Jones than it is, you know, Tales from the Crypt. I am Slipito. Right, right. So, Faye, you reaching out to contacts in in the Yucatan, or and if you're looking for diggers, doctors, uh, like I said, Pac-Men or locals that can help you or organize them, then you're looking for like a foreman. Then, yeah, your father and you had a ton of people that you've made contact with over the years that you could reach out to and say, "Listen, starting up a couple week journey into the mountains of Patagonia. More information to follow, but you know, whatever." I guess that we're kind of just looking for. Because, you know, I think that, like, we can handle, like, we don't really need anybody to help, like, figure out what we're looking for. We okay. need someone to kind of help us get there. So, right. yeah, diggers, um, laborers in general, just to make our lives a lot easier. Just put put together, like, an expedition team. Um, I'll pay for it. So. Yeah. The, the, the money part right now, I'm not too worried about. You're going to reach out to an old an old person that used to be like that would round up working crews and, and pack guys and everything. Uh, his name is Pedro Martin. And you can reach out to Pedro through the wireless. He's connected to Mexico City. He lives in you know in the outlying area, but he has a wireless radio. That's not a problem. Most people at shortwaves, if they were in any kind of business, you know, they needed to be reached if there was no telephone. So shortwave radio was still very much used at this point in history. Uh, so, our, so we'll make a call out to there. We'll make a call out to Uncle Al. Uh, remember, folks, you saw some pretty hellacious things. So talking to the crew and finding out if there's any other information about, you know, was there a problem in the Panama Canal? Was there, you know, an issue uh, with, you know, whatever that some of the, the visions you saw? If you're looking for those things, that's something you can find on the, pay, on the, on the ship because it'll be news. More recent news, or it'll be newspapers that they would have gathered just before disembarking. Um, they can also make radio contacts into certain countries and ask for, "Hey, you know what's going on?" All right, so who wants to go first? We'll st- we can start either way. Uh, ladies, any any care or concern one way or the other? Uh, Jack, by the way, were you trying to reach out? You have a short wave at Kubawazi, I'm sure. Because yeah, the- yeah, I I think it's funny that you had mentioned that about the things that we saw because in the beginning I thought uh, I. 100% want to reach out to Kubawazi because of what he saw and his fears. Yep. But he's also afraid of calling there because he's not sure what to say if the girl, if, if uh, Vadim's daughter asks about him. So that's something you have to think about. We'll let the girls go first. Yeah. All right. You want to do, uh, you want to do Al or you want to do Pedro? Why don't we do Pedro first? Sure. Is that Okay. Catherine, yeah, you were fine. leaning in. That's okay. All right. So yeah, you have the wireless guy reaching out on f- frequencies. Finally, you know, eventually he, you know, after about eight or ten hours, uh, there's a knock on your on your cabin. It's late at night. It's probably like around eleven p.m. Uh, so on shipboard life, you're you may still be awake, but you're you're heading back to your cabin, whatever. And, and one of the orderlies comes up to you, or a stewards. I'm sorry, a steward comes up to you and says. Mr. Dawson, um, I believe you're needed in the radio room, ma'am. I, I think they have your party on the on, on the line. Great, let's go up. Of course, ma'am. This way, please. I and will he, follow. Yeah, it's and again, the ship is probably like a, a 4.0 at this point, 3.8, 4.0. So it's not the you're not talking about the you know the Ritz or the Titanic, but it's definitely better than what you came in on to Australia. You're leaving in a much better state. And uh, you are, you know, the dining hall is a real dining hall. There's chefs on board. This room, this one is accrued for travel for 
for travelers. Uh, so yeah, you make your way up to the radio room. The guy, the radio operator at night is Eric Tross. Handsome young guy, 27, 28 years old. Uh, sees you, smiles, and he says, Ah, have you used a wireless before, miss? Oh, yeah. Uh, tons of times, so... Excellent. I'll leave you to it. Uh, just uh, switches on the mic on this one, and that's not on the panel. And uh, he puts it down, hands you the, the headset, and he says, I'll be right outside. Great, thank you. I will pop the headset on, and I will uh, make contact yeah you just talk to the radio and when yeah. you're done you flip the switch and let them talk and then you flip it back and then you talk so you you, you know the gist of it so you hear miss miss dawson is that you hi pedro yeah it's me it's good oh. to hear you hola it's been many years how are you doing I i'm doing really well um i wanted to reach out because i need to hire an expedition team oh. um i'm going to be going on a dig in uh, Argentina and Patagonia. Oh, Patagonia. It's cold. Very, uh, are you going up into the high into the Andes at the, is this, is this what you're thinking? I, what, that's all Inca territory. Uh, I have not done much digging there, but I, I'm sure I can find people that would be willing to work. Yes. Um, I've worked with you so many times before. I trust you. I would prefer it if, you could handle getting the team together. Um, see, see, no problem, no problem. Uh, how many are you thinking, Miss Faye? How many do you need to uh, to go up into the mountain? How many do I think? Maybe like... Uh, what are you thinking? Two or three people per person with, with their equipment? Um, I, I don't know. I, you, I you, know you, thinking, put, you put together a number. Yeah, I was thinking half a dozen. So um, I say six able-bodied men. Just for carrying, or and, and a guide too? Do you need a local? Um, we'll need a local guide. I'll need people to carry and um, people to dig. Okay, as well. Um, at that, uh, there are places uh, up there, Miss Faye, that you're going to need to be um, special care taken for uh, the the heart and the body. But they are the locals will know what plants to use, so they'll have all that information as well. Uh, the cocoa plant, it uh, it does great things for you at that height. It makes makes heads a little light, but keeps you from having problems. So I, I, I you want me to head? Where where will you be arriving? Uh, Patagonia, correct. Puerto Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, I give him the name. I give him whatever other details that he would need. Um, when will you be arriving? How how long do I have to put the team together? Um, we will not. We will not dock for at least 20 more days so you have time Pedro. okay i think i i think i fly down if it's okay with you to spend that a little bit of extra money i think i fly down and then i look for people there i'm not sure so many of my own crew uh would want to travel uh that far with and into inca territory not knowing the way or the mountains but um i i definitely can find you know once i get there it no problem. I, I, I find six, eight men, you know, and uh, and I get, donk, you know, mules and all, everything we need. Uh, also cold, so I'll start looking at winter gear. You want me to purchase? Uh, yes, actually. If you could purchase winter gear um, for, I'll need uh, three sets for, I give everyone's measurements. Um, or at least. I like, like mine a little loose in the crotch, Faye. <laughs> My God. <laughs> 
Wow, how did Albert get in here? I've, um, I've been following you all night. I've been holding your drink. I forgot Christ to. Uh, Almighty! I've been forgot to pass it to you. I'm sorry. It's, I, I don't like leaving anyone alone anymore. Yeah, not since the basement. And I completely respect that choice that you have made. Um, I give everyone's measurements. Um, I assure Pedro that I will wire him the money as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm going. I give him a pretty hefty number for you know the clothes um his flight a fee for him and then to pay everyone else so okay uh, i'm not cheaping out no because i, I want good people yeah and this time of year, you're gonna need them um yeah it's you know although right now you're in april to may so may is actually their winter Great. So yeah, they're gonna need. It's going to be a little It'll bit be more their of a fall, right? May would be their fall. They, yeah, going into winter. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. Okay, so yeah, he gets all that set up. He goes, okay. I look out. What is the name of your boat, Miss Face? So I, I know when they, I keep an eye on the dock and when it arrives. Uh, we're on the Caron. Oh, that's not ominous. Okay, good. That's not a problem. We have. Uh, I say a prayer for you. I light the candle at. The uh, the chapel there before I leave. Thank you, Pedro. Oh, thank you. I see you soon, Miss Faye. Safe travels. You as well. And what is Spanish for goodbye? I used to adios. Know. Adios. Because I almost adios? I almost said ciao, and that's not Spanish anymore. That's Perfect. Portuguese. That's Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And Italian. All right. I so forgive you because you're learning Portuguese for your wife. Well, I'm learning Portuguese for my wife. Uh, yes. So that conversation goes off well. No, not a hitch. You get everything set up there. That was good. Albert's like, you did. You you, you told him I'm a long, right? Long. I'm, I'm very tall. Yes. No. I um. I guessed as well as I could. Um. You're almost two of me. I would say. So well, I just made a guesstimate. Fine. I'm sure to be fine. And if they're a little bit, they ride a little up. Not a problem. I'll. I'll swap them out occasionally, periodically. Yes. There you go. I will sew bandanas onto the bottom of them uh, so that your ankles aren't exposed. Excellent. I didn't know you could sew. Another skill. You should roll for that one, too. Let's take a sewing class. Well, we're I will. Show. I guess I, we'll, we'll put I, that My grandmother used to do applique. Didn't know if you knew really? that. Really? <laughs> Mine did macrame. What's the or difference? Macrache? What the hell is it called? I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't with your grandmother. I, I wouldn't imagine did. you to be. I used to do it hankies and doilies and things. Is that that's a, that's an applique when you put a name on them, right? Embroidery. Do that one then. Yes. Ella, what are you doing here in the control room as well? She's holding my <laughs> she's holding my drink. This is not Ella. It's a voice from the beyond. Let's oh, not God. go down that road on the boat already. I uh, was about so, to say. So let's go over to Catherine. The next day, this is the second the second afternoon. Uh, out on the the, the Caron, and uh, you're mm-hmm. you're you're pulled in by different radio operator. The daytime radio operator is uh, Fred Vanderbilt. Uh, he's almost they're both younger guys. He's 26. Uh, Fred is about five eleven, trussled blonde hair, builds radish boxes on his and on one of his days off. Does that some, a lot. Some nice garden carpentry. I love it. Right. He, he he has just this pile of wood. He builds it and then disassembles it and builds something else. 
It's so, so he started off with something that was about eight foot long, and he's just been slowly getting it down. When he's done, it's a it's a ring box. Like he just has this small wow because all the wood's been cut so many times he can't really do anything with mm-hmm. it. But uh, you finally get on the on the wireless, and uh, he says, oh, "Yes, I, uh, Miss Ross, I, I I do believe I have your uncle on the on the wireless." Thank you. Um, sorry if he said anything off color or odd. Well, ma'am, he keeps just asking why we can't use the phone. I've tried to explain to him we're at sea. He wasn't really understanding. It, I'll, 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 I'll take it. Thank you. Um, he hands it to you and then says, "Best of luck. I'll be outside." Thanks. He lights a cigarette, walks out. Uh, Uncle Al, can you can you hear me? Over. <laughs> kind over. Of thing, right. We're not doing the whole overs, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Catherine! I swear to God! What? Oh, Catherine. <sighs> terrible, terrible news. Just the most horrific news. What's going on? Well, first, Catherine, they've, they've taken my barge. They took my barge, Catherine. The, supposed to have it another six months. The bastards. The wait the the barge the the big boat from like the exhibition. How many barges do we own, Catherine? I, I, I mean, I have one in a museum. I don't have one in my backyard. It, you, you, you'd always do this. You, it's like you know the answer. Where are you, by the way? What? Why are you calling? Why aren't you on a radio? Oh, a phone. Why are you on a radio? This is I'm at sea, Uncle. I'm crossing from Australia to South America. Are you? You were shipped. You were deported. Yes, there was an international incident. This is exactly what I feared. This is. I'm, I'm telling your aunt. I can't hide this, Catherine. I listen. Believe it or not, actually, uh, where is Emily? Uh, Can, uh, yeah, she's out. She's I out. Think. Well, oh. she's not in the room. Whatever this. I. I. I Do you but, mind? Uh, could you check? Could you get her? If well, she's. What about, what about the second thing? Actually, yes. Tell me, th- tell me the second thing. They took who took your barge? What's the second thing? Well, who took my barge? Is the, is the people from Egypt? Uh, I promised well, they, it for two they years. Want, they wanted it back. Yes, said it was urgent. Couldn't wait. Came in, began boxing it up right in front of me. I didn't even have uh, time to check the. I, I checked their papers. It, it, it said something about just. Uh, I, I can't even international shipping. I uh, shook something. Uh, international shipping company, and, and and they and they took it. Never even heard of Shoke. Shoke, is that Shoke something? With an S. Stole the barge right out from under me. You know what? I I have that archaeologist friend. We're gonna look into this, okay? That that's not right. That they took your barge. Well, I I mean, there's there's no honor anymore. Handshake, handshake, Catherine. Means something, but not today. They not- just took it. Not when you have customs paperwork, I know. And and and, and to make it well, make the matters worse, they left that big thing in the. I, I, what am I going to do with the big engine, and all these these are these belts? I mean, there's no Sydney here. He's away. Who knows where? He knows where. And and, and then you you heard about the you heard about the eruption. That's not bad enough. What eruption? And in Iceland. Uh, there was an eruption. Catherine didn't see any visions. Right. I know. So, <laughs> goes, what eruption in Iceland? A volcano? Oh, for the love of God! You're in Australia. You're not on the on the moon. It <laughs> may as well be the moon. I know Australia, Catherine. Half our family was shipped off there several years ago. Well, 
couple decades. But well, point being, you know, second cousins, third cousins, your mom all the time. Uh, listen, uh, it, it, here's the way this works. Yeah, uh, it, it it explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, your skies are dark. It looks like the apocalypse. Can't. I'm not going to lie to you, Catherine. I went to the park today. I didn't. I couldn't even get sun. Just just shades, shadow. That's Dirt. awful. And then the worst thing happened. What was the worst thing? Don't patronize me, Catherine. I'm heartbroken over this. It. Okay, let me let me do that again. What was the worst thing? I lost my ivory peep. That really nice carved one that was gift. A gift! The one that was the, um, the naked woman? That one? Naked. That's, that's just crass. That's the, crass, Catherine. The ivory pipe of the, of the nude woman. But, uh, well, nude, but not naked. All right. Um, ha- have you checked, have you checked all of your velvet waistcoat pockets? This happens all the time. You lose this thing once a week. You know, come to think of it, the last person that had it might have been your aunt. I should look into that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, actually, c- can you do you mind passing her the phone? I'll I'll ask her about it. You're not on a phone, girl. That would make it so much simpler. I'd be Radio. Out to keep... The the receiver. <laughs> the the thing. The thing you're speaking into. Man. I have to keep I... pressing this button. What were you saying? Something? I might have cut you off on that one. Please. Give Aunt Emily the phone. Oh. Rece- Receiver. Yes. Button. Over. Um, your wayward niece has been thrown in Australia and is now <laughs> trying to escape by boat. She needs you on this thing. Over. Yeah. Hello? Go. I don't have your peep. Hello? Aunt Em. Catherine. Hello. How are you? The man's lost his pipe again. Are you well? He didn't lose his pipe. He's left the room. He didn't lose his pipe. I hid it. Good. It's a filthy it's habit go- anyway. It's a god-awful thing. I it's, hate it. It's grotesque. He brings it, it out was... at dinner parties and Christmas. The woman who carved it for him years ago should have never done it. He's married. I agree. I mean, you'd think that she might have made him a mirror for the bath. Wow. He didn't need a mermaid pipe. Listen, <laughs> it's... It's quite the thing. Um, you know, he said he was going to leave it to me in my inheritance once, and I, I politely asked him not to. But that, that's not why I called to talk about tchotchkes. Um, something's happened, and and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Well, uh, you've always been fairly straightforward with the way you deal with things, Catherine. I, I mean, if well, there's something I can do to help you. This This isn't straightforward. I... There was a situation when we were in Australia, and I haven't been deported, by the way. Um, I figured. Thank you. Um, There was a situation where... You know I'm adventuring with my friends, and we have an important mission that we're trying to accomplish. Your uncle has said, but I take half of what he says with a grain of salt. Well... (laughs) Eliminate the salt. It's it's all. It's all true, and a couple of days ago there was a situation where I. I thought I was in serious danger, and I was scared. And, I I called out for help, and. And no one came 
to help me. It was it was terrifying and and now I don't know how to move forward from this. That I mean was, were there people around that could have come to your aid? I I guess I should say think of it like I was under the effects of of a drug and I and I saw something that scared me but I actually wasn't in I'm explaining this poorly. Think of it like I I was hallucinating. I was under the effects of a drug and I was frightened and no one came for me. Well, um how am I how am I supposed to Well, how do you know they didn't come for you, dear? If you were hallucinating. Well, that's what they're telling me. They're, they're telling me that I was hallucinating. No, but I'm saying, how do you know that you just didn't hallucinate that they weren't there either? If you were, if you were seeing things that weren't there, maybe you weren't seeing things that were. Because I, I knew, even before I started seeing things, I knew that they were going to be in this spot. I'd walked away. I went to them. And everything just went horribly wrong. Well, is that when the hallucination started? Yeah. And where were you when it ended? Tied up and beaten up at the bottom of a hill. Be so you were injured? Yes. Who tied you up? I mean, was there people there that were trying to do you harm? Well, Jack. Uh, has Jack met Aunt and Uncle? Yeah, he had to. No, he was in he was in Africa. Oh, um, you've you've never met him. Uh, his name is Jack. He's from Kenya. He's a Alan Quartermain type. So, Catherine, it, this Jack is is was a, is or was a friend? Is he still a friend? I travel with Jack, yes. We've helped each other out of difficult spots. So it sounds like someone did come to help you, but it didn't turn out the way maybe you foresaw it? I mean... He's telling he... me that he he's telling me that he came. But all I remember is this this thing chasing me and trying to hurt me. And I wake up and I'm tied up and you know, bruised and bloodied. Fortunately, I guess is the right way to say it. I've never been under the influence of such uh, a mind-altering substance. Um, your uncle has tried to get me to try opium once or twice, but that was in our dating years. Um, really wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, but it, what they say that when the mind is is hallucinating or, or conjuring images, it overwrites what the reality is anyway. Some people go to a field when they're in a building. So if you think you're in a field, but you wake up in a building and they tell you you never left, then the field was, was not real. The building was, even if it wasn't something you remembered. So not remembering your friend helping you, I don't know why you would be tied up. I don't understand. I mean, maybe you were trying to harm someone or yourself. Uh, you know, I, a friend would do that, I would hope. But 
it seems you're relying more on the things you saw than what you didn't. And I can understand that. But if your friends are telling you that they tried to protect you or they were there to help you and they've never let you down before, why would they do it this time? To, to be quite honest, we haven't talked about it. It's been several days. I, I've sort of refused to speak to anyone. You're the first person I've spoken to. Except the nice man who brought me breakfast this morning. Well, Catherine, where are you headed now? We're going to South America. Well, I, I, I wish you safe journeys. I, I, I hope that whatever you're doing, you finds conclusion soon. Should um, it we, should we miss be nearing? You? I miss you, but it should be nearing the end soon. Excellent. I... Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to have a normal conversation. Five. Tell her I checked all five of my jackets. The peep is not there. I'll let her know, dear. All five, huh? Including the blue one. That blue one. So Paisley blue. I don't know where he found it. It's hideous. <laughs> but I am sorry, Catherine, for this, and I, I hope that you're able to put your faith back into your friends. Um, it must be. Ver- it would be very lonely to have to travel such a, a great distance and not be able to rely on those that are around you. I, I, I'm sure they. I'm sure that whatever happened, if you just speak to them, they'll be able to explain it. and Hopefully it'll make sense. Thank you. I... Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after. Um, I... I'll, I'll try and talk to them. Everyone Very has well a lot then. going on right now, so. And so do you. You can't remember, Catherine, first rule of medicine. Can't take care and heal others if we are sick. Can't take care of others if we can't take care of ourselves. Mm. The words I love you are like caught in her mouth. Okay, And, you know, she's like, I love my aunt. (laughs) We love you, darling. Please be safe. Return to us soon. I will... Um, crazy about that that volcano in Iceland. Stay safe. It's bad weather. N- nothing more. I mean, well, volcanoes erupt. Bring an umbrella. Um, don't breathe anything in. So, goodbye. I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. And she disconnects. You know, the mm-hmm. the wireless. She basically just says that she's signing off. Yeah. Okay. Jack, do you want to try to reach out to Kubawazi? Yes. All right. So, yes, you're the third day, you know, by the time they they get Kubawazi. Now, you're steaming from Australia. You are steaming past Japan, going around under the horn of South America and into Patagonia. It is closer than going the other way. Right. That's how, yeah, because Australia isn't directly under Africa. It's kind of. Oh no, it's way over, right? It's 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 right. under Indonesia and all that. Yeah, and, and it's a little right. bit a little bit uh, what? So the other way was over 8,000 miles. True. So nobody would go that way. <laughs> it's like that's just making and it you worse. And you have to go around Cape Horn, which people try not to do. Right. So this is the uh this is the way we're doing it from here, which is to steam 
eastward until you get into the Western Hemisphere. So, uh, yeah, on the third day, you're able to make contact with Kubawazi, and uh, the first voice you hear is shocking. You know, after they hand you the radio, you hear... Um, Very static, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's, it is to some extent, but actually, you're closer there than they were to England, so you're getting, you're getting somewhat of a decent, a decent pickup, but you hear, this is Kubawazi. This is Kubawazi. Go over. Yes, yes, this is, this is Jack, Jack Cavendish. Uh, who am I speaking to, over? Jack? <laughs> How are you, Jack? You recognize the voice right away. Ah, Kakayangu, my old friend. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. I, I've, I've been through a bit, but I, I'm fine. I, I, I wanted to check on everything there and make sure everything and everyone was okay. Over. Of course. Still standing. Your father, he's your father, Jack. But family's fine. People, tribe doing well as far as I, I haven't been there in three days. Busy. Many, uh, we picked up quite a bit of business over the last several weeks. The, Everything's the, going well. The, the village is okay then. And uh, there have been no, no grass fires. Uh, a f- not not recently, no. And uh, what of the girls? How how are the girls doing? They're growing. Anya and Lakshita, they're, they're doing well? Oh, yes, very well. They play with that little Russian girl. She's very sweet. The three of them, they um, like weeds, Jack. You know how girls are at that age. Yes. They sprout right up. And the governess, she's, she's doing, she's making out okay? She's doing very well. The other two girls are even learning a little bit of, of her mother tongue. Uh, oh. the, the language of um, Russia or something. But I don't. But it is good. <laughs> everyone, is, everyone is well. Well, that's unfortunate. But uh, we won't hold that against them. Uh, they I find hope- it fun. They, they try, they, they're making secret words that only her and, of course, the governess know. But to the rest of us, they start chattering and we don't. It is, it is funny. It are is they, cute to see them learning, behave. Are they learning Mijikanda? Uh, the girl, she she is she is bright. This Russian, um, she is bright. So yes, they, like I said, they are they are young kids making their own languages and doing things and playing. They've been out with me on uh, some of those the lower local rides. They've come with me. They've even helped with some of the guests. <laughs> They've good. earned some tip money. Good, very good, very good. And uh, how about about the trade? Have there been many, uh, many at the ranch uh, taking advantage that uh, making some money? Oh yes, the bungalows have been almost sold out every week. Doing very well for this time. Very well. Uh, your father's very happy. Uh, we hired a new cook. He's very uh, amazing. We uh, he even has some French recipes. Really entertaining and uh, makes. Anything the guests could desire from here, from our ingredients. Very That's good. good. That's good. And how is, how is father's mood? Horrible. Um, besides yes. the money he's making, he's, he's crotchety. He's a um, miserable old coot. But, but uh, we're about a week behind on a shipment of, uh, of rye. So soon, I'm sure when it gets here, he will put himself in a slightly better mood. Okay. Do me a favor. Um, when you get a chance, 
visit that annoying old witch doctor, will you? Sectu. Have him have him look into his into his evil wiles and make sure that everything's okay. Uh, funny you should mention him, Jack. Yeah, well, last time I was in the village, uh, several days ago, he said he dreamt. He dreamt of you. I didn't mention it because I know you have hard time with some of these things, especially after the last few meetings. So I kept it quiet. I, yes. I shouldn't have hid it from you, but I wasn't sure you wanted to hear. I probably don't. But now that you've mentioned it, what did he say? Said he saw uh, a great battle. Terrible things. Uh, creatures. Um, big, fast, shadowy coming at, at you at a mountain. Uh, but the mountain was barren. Nothing on it. Uh, no trees like here. And, you know, the mountains, they grow. They have life. But this one seemed to be dark, have nothing. Uh and, and yes, that did happen actually. And, oh, uh, you are well though. Your friends I, I are made okay. It through. I, 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 I was injured of a kind and didn't participate in the battle. But the the others, they did quite well. Um. Well, he said that that is good because his vision must be askew. He, for he saw one person fall, and it was. Hold, hold on a moment, Jack. He said it was the father of the girl. Did he say anything to the girl? No, no. I have said nothing. Sektu said it to me. But the girl's father, he, he said it was him that fell, and he saw, he saw him in the lands walking back towards his son in the swamp where he was kept. Yes. Um... Please don't say anything to the girl or her paramour and ensure that Sektu does not either. I will I will speak to them when I get home. Very well, um, Jack. We'll make provisions for them then. If he is he is going to a place where the boy no longer exists, why Sektu saw this, I don't know. Where the boy no longer exists. Sektu said that he thought he was released. He thought he was undone. He, the son or the father? The son. The son was released. And yet the father goes there to look for him. That's the dream. Yeah. That the boy was undone. It's something to think about for sure. Where Is are you any, now? I'm, I'm on a steamship. On my way to Patagonia, I have to. I have two more stops on my trip to make before I can come home for good. And if oh. I am able to make it home, my old friend, I think I may stay there a long while. And I, I may build a cottage or two for others that may want to rest there as well. Well, we look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe, my friend. Yes, too. That's too. My love to all. I will pass it. Take care. Over. And he hangs up. All right. That's where we will call this one for tonight, I think, on a, on a nice note, which we don't always do. 
but I think that it's a, it's time for us to give the the characters a chance to catch their breath. Uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed some of this insight. Where we did some bookkeeping, some contacts, passed some information on, looked a little bit deeper into a few of the characters. Uh, we'll learn. We'll have some Ella do some stuff when she gets back next time as well. But uh, from all of us here at Cthulhu and Kyra, players, thank you so much for this one. Nice to kind of have a catch our breath moment, I'm sure. Uh, but we will get together in another week and we will find out exactly how, how the uh, the steamship is going and, and the trip on the car, the Caron. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.